0: listening, no, you're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you got to love it.
1: Woo!
0: Yeah. Nailed my it. my name is Koji. I am a part-time shoe wearer and uh full-time life enthusiast. And with me, as always, is my good friend and brunch master, mm. Andrew Patterson. Did have a lot of brunch today. Yeah. Sorry about last week, guys. It was a holiday uh, in Canada.
1: So, or did you have a good uh, Victoria Day?
0: Well, I don't even know what I did. Oh, I was in Montreal. There you go.
1: So, yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, long trip and all that. Drive back on Monday, but uh, no, yeah. yeah, Had a good time. You, what were you up to over the long weekend?
1: My sister was in town. Well, you saw Guardians. I still haven't seen it. saw Guardians, Volume 2. Had some delicious eats at a variety of fine Toronto dining establishments. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, just kind of like hung out and stuff. It was pretty it's pretty laid back, I guess. You know? Anyway, yeah. what are we is this a, what are we on? Sixty three?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's 64? getting up there. Sixty
1: three? Mm.
0: It's hard to keep track of. But um Tell the people. Tell the people what's on
1: tap for today.
0: What is on tap for today? What is on tap for today is Netflix originals. The the hidden gem, the discovery, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second, Mm. and you gotta love it is the Adam Sandler
1: vehicle, Netflix original, I believe, The Cobbler. Also, just while we're on the, just before we get into it, I think we need to uh, get, we need to dig deeper for hidden gems you know we need some recommendations well this
0: one came from lucas
1: no i'm not yeah no that's fine i just mean just in general because you know there's some like uh there's some great i'm not i think a lot of the stuff we've looked at has been great but like you know lots of it maybe not necessarily be as hidden as like when we started maybe like we were finding some stuff that was like a little bit harder to right people less accessible like it wasn't just people were
0: suggesting foreign films and stuff yeah um yeah
1: so nope nope no problem at all, the one, you know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, not harping on uh, the suggestions we've gotten thus far. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's kind of been a, you know, a lot of this stuff might even get recommended to you on Netflix, depending on what kind of stuff you watch, sure. especially the originals. So, Well,
0: let's Plus not forget that we, one of our hidden gems, hidden quote unquote was, and it, mind you, it was the day after it came out, but it was uh Stranger Things, which looking back on it now is a little bit silly. Yeah,
1: it's an exposed gem. Yeah. Uh all right. So the discovery.
0: Yes, the discovery. So let me uh let me open Jason Siegel. My notebook. Yes. Right. Let's talk about what it's about first. That's Rudy right. And yeah, Jason Siegel, Rooney Mara, Robert Redford.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and the, who's the brother? The brother was somebody.
1: He's in lots of stuff. I can't remember dude's name.
0: And the guy from uh fucking Friday Night Lights. Isn't it? Maybe that's his brother. Landry from Friday Night Lights, isn't it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Not the movie, the TV show.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Uh, Okay, yeah, I even wrote down in my notes here, Landry from Friday Night Lights. Uh, So the movie is about a scientist who proves the existence of an afterlife. He doesn't prove what the afterlife is, but he proves that something leaves the human body and lives on on a different plane or something. Anyway, he was able to scientifically prove the existence of an afterlife. And a year after that discovery, there is an epidemic of suicides uh, plaguing, I guess, the world, maybe the United States, but I think the world in general. Yeah. And it's essentially about the scientist, the scientist's son returning home after kind of being estranged from the family. Mm-hmm. And other weird stuff. It's hard to explain without really getting super spoilery. But I will say, my, the, like one of the only notes that I took for this movie. And it's like the whole thing is still runs pretty clear in my mind. But uh, it struck me very much like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
1: Yeah. Lucas said the same thing.
0: Like it, it has the same feel to me. So if you liked one, I feel like you'd like the other. It's a little bit darker. Oh, it's definitely darker. Uh, because it deals with suicide i mean yeah true
1: but it's yeah i don't know it's good i uh i liked it
0: i really liked it they the um the ending
1: though i mean, fuck yeah, it We'll it just gets yeah so i was gonna say uh, yeah say I, I felt that um my only problem and it's not a huge problem is i like when movies end and it's wrapped up but like it doesn't not have to have a bow we talk about this a lot, you know, like Inception. right? Sort of the Inception ending, where it doesn't kind of treat you... It doesn't like... It's not like, okay, this is the end of the movie. But I also... Unless it's like a series, I don't want to have a lot of questions, maybe necessary. Huh. That's not even true. But the end of this movie felt like, to me, it introduced a whole new thing that just wasn't addressed. It was just like, oh, yeah. In that, huh. uh, without going into too much detail... It's kind of like the what they when they disc, when they sort of find out what's actually happening. It just made me wonder. Well, let's
0: just let's just spoil it right here. Let's just have okay. a real discussion about it because that's right. what we do. Just so watching the movie, and then maybe listen to this or something. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, we'll
1: give you a second right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like, at the end, they discover that first, Jason Siegel thinks that maybe it's memories. Right. Right. So, okay. They uh, uh, try to
0: record. They devise a machine that they can view what is happening to the person's consciousness after it leaves the body. Yeah. And it turns out that it is the same. Like, it, it looks and feels the same as our reality, but there are small differences. Well, we didn't even know there were small differences. At first, so Jason yeah. Siegel thinks that it's uh,
1: the body reliving memories.
0: Right. Or the consciousness, excuse me, reliving mm-hmm. memories.
1: Yeah. And then they find out that it's not that, but the implication is that it's essentially, it's almost like a um like a karmic loop, kind of thing, like where it's like you relive your life as many times as you need to 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 correct wrongs and like regrets that you may have. Sure. But so and and then that's it. That's like they're like, okay, this is the thing. And then like, but how each that,
0: each loop is
1: slightly different because you are, yeah. you are changing. Right. But like Rooney Mara's character even says at one point when he's on the fr- the ferry again, she's like, yeah, you've been here many times before, but now that you've fixed this and you saved me, yeah, your loop will start somewhere else. Like she says that she's yeah. like, it'll be something else now. So in my head and th- and like it resolves to an extent, it resolves what that means for the characters in the movie. But then I was like, well, wait, then does that mean that literally every person on the planet is just reliving lives ostensibly for an eternity, changing small things, like moving through their You know what I mean? Like just over and over and over again. Like, is there a way to, it just like, it made me think about all this stuff. Like, so, well,
0: it's almost like Buddhism though, right? No, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's what, but I just like, it was just, it felt like a weird note to end the movie on because they're building up to this reveal and the reveal, it was cool. I did like that idea, but I was just like, it really, it was almost like a time travel movie, like it puzzled me because mm-hmm. then I just sort of started thinking about the logistics and I was just like, okay, so children, does it happen for children? And obviously people are having children, but that just, does this just mean that like, is like that time is a flat circle idea that everybody that exists, that is a human being, like how, where, do, where does fresh life start? You know what I mean? So like, are there any new th- life? Like, I was just I like, I think about this all the time. And- I had all of these questions and then it was just like, credits rolling and I c- couldn't even focus. I was just like, but maybe, wait,
0: what? Maybe it is reincarnation in that like, when you talk about new life, maybe you can be reincarnated not as a human, but as like a, you know, another organism of some sort
1: well i think of that outside of this movie but based on what they determined this afterlife was this energy it just seemed like it was just like people live their lives Mm -hmm. sometimes you die here sometimes you die there but you will continue after you die you are reborn again as you when you were born right and you relive that same thing as many times basically as it takes for you to make a different decision Mm -hmm. that's maybe something that's stuck with you so that when you die, that energy, like that regret maybe that you had your whole life and that it basically is just implied that like people, because every moment that we're alive, we're making a series of decisions and a lot of those things live with us for like our entire lives that once you solve one, it doesn't break the cycle. It just means that now the cycle will go somewhere else until you fix that. So in my head, I was just like... But that doesn't preclude new life. I know, but... How does that happen? What do you mean? When is somebody introduced to the cycle if everybody's already on the cycle? Well, no, just anyone who's introduced is now on the cycle. Yeah,
0: unless you already died and you're now... But you don't come back as anybody else. You only come back as yourself. I know. So, but, so what, I'm, what I'm saying is that like that doesn't stop new things from being added. It
1: just means nothing's being taken away. Sure. But that's what I mean. Like addressing that is confusing to me because to the people that are having a child to them, it's new life. But that child could just be somebody from like 2050. That's now experiencing the cycle again. No, 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 no. That's not how I looked at it. No, but that's how I look at it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, but I'm, but why there's no implication about what you're saying. So let's say, let's put it this way. So Jason Siegel and Rooney Mara end up together. Let's say, right. He goes back to her. She already has a kid. So for the first time, they have a kid, right? Yeah. But to that kid, who now lives, say what? Say they live to 2060. Yeah. Right. And then they die. They're being reborn at the time that to us seems new. So at no point is there going to be somebody that isn't on that cycle. Right. As soon as you are born, you begin the cycle.
0: But I think there's
1: an input. Impl- like, but how do you know that? How do you know that that isn't just a recycle for you like as a baby you don't know that you're being reborn sure right
0: But all i'm saying is it could have been their first go around like yeah but there's an implication that it's 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 not it's not like a time travel movie in that there's a paradox most time travel movies have a paradox where it's like well then how did the loop start right because that's that's like when you look at like terminator or something like the the guy goes back in time has sex with sarah connor and births Mm -hmm. john connor yeah but then john connor is the one who orders him to go back in time so it's like a yeah. paradoxical circle where right. th- this isn't like that it's just like somebody is born and then begins on this n- never-ending s- circular track but like if you look at it like a line mm-hmm. think of it like a roller coaster like there's a line that comes in and then it becomes a circle and and like r- r- you know revolves in around itself but it doesn't
1: mean there's there can't be another line here that will then come in and like yeah, but I guess I guess the thing that I just struggle with is if the implication is that every person, every human soul, yeah experiences this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that nobody would be spared this cycle. No. Right? So Unless you like maybe attain enlightenment or something. I don't know, but yeah, right. That like that in the traditional sense, sure. that like that I'm sure a lot of the story elements were based on, that would be the, you know, and then you move on to like another plane or another form or whatever it may be. Yeah. But like that's just the part that why I compared it to, like, time travel movies that I struggled with, because I was, like, there's, (sighs) like, it just seems, like, too easy to explain away, well, like, oh, sometimes somebody's new on the cycle, because to that person, it won't, you'll never know that it's, you're new on the cycle, because you're in the cycle, like, it will always seem new to somebody, but, like, in reality, if everybody's experiencing it, everybody is just like in this loop. There's just like a disconnect for me there. I just couldn't get over that hurdle. It's
0: possible that you've gone through the loop a thousand times and somebody else is going through it for their first time. Right? It's not like you've always been doing this and always will do it, is what I'm saying. Like, so there's, maybe you're going through it infinitely from when you you start, but there's a starting point. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, there's no start, no end. No, no, there's a start. There's just no end. Right. Yeah,
1: which is uh, at the at the at its core a very difficult concept to grasp, which is what I struggle with. But
0: I think it's easier to grasp than than like no start and no end. That's like infinity that's he, more no, than,
1: but that's like what they're talking about though in the movie is basically like this no this endless cycle.
0: yeah it's, the, the cycle is endless but it's not beginningless is what I'm trying to say. All right right Whereas if you think of something with no beginning and no end, that's like your brain can't even
1: fathom like the book that. that book that i recommended a long time ago when we started the f- the first 15 lives of harry august. harry august i have in a, it in way, my e-reader in a, a way addressed like it was like okay so these people just continue to relive their lives and but they retain their memory of their former lives so it so they do be, they yeah kind of it's, but it's like... No, they sub, do. It's like soon, subconscious. Oh, you're talking about do. the book. The book, yeah. Oh, okay, in The Sorry. book they do. So what happens is because these people retain their memories, they time travel in a sense because they can explain ideas forward and backwards. Sure. So if you're born in 1985 and you live till... You live 100 years. You live to 2085. Somewhere along your life... Or somewhere in a cycle of your life like you maybe you're on your second or third life and you know something is strange there's this this like society that will find you of people like you but they're at all different ages so you might meet somebody in 2050 who lives into 2150 yeah and so they can tell you what happens in the future and you can communicate that to people that are maybe born Be- in behind you yeah behind you and in that way it goes basically almost endlessly in both directions Uh, and the book addresses what a
0: bunch of broken telephone.
1: Yeah, basically. And the book addresses exactly that broken telephone. And also what happens when all of a sudden somebody's like, there isn't anything. And they're like, well, wait, what? And that like comes down the phone and they're like, okay, well, we need to figure this out. Um, I was kind of looking at this movie the same way at the big reveal at the end. It just like totally just pretzled my noggin. I was just like, wait, what? So what? (laughs) Like I couldn't. It was hard for me to envision how if I if if things start but never finish, it was hard for me to pinpoint that like, okay, so ostensibly it would be now that Jason Siegel has made this correction and he has he ends up with this girl for the first time in say 40 cycles, and yeah. say they have a kid. You're oh, like kid like, okay, okay. cycle, you mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is the first cycle where they've had a kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? So in this in this cycle there's quote unquote a new person, but because now that person's on the track, it was just like hard for me to like wrap my mind around, okay, that's like something new added to the cycle because that is now just an infinite loop as well.
0: I mean, I guess just think about it like this, right? If there was a human being that could live forever, Mm -hmm. okay, but they, they didn't always live forever. Mm -hmm. They were born into this world and Mm -hmm. then, and now continue to live forever. Mm -hmm. That's what this is essentially. Yeah. Right. So like, Life is just being plucked out of the ether somewhere and just being injected into this series
1: of... It's just... Yeah. It's just weird to think that if somebody's on their third cycle, Yeah. right, when they're born, mm-hmm. because they don't retain memories, to everybody around them and to them themselves, yeah. it's like new life. Sure. The only people that are privy to it would be us watching the movie or maybe in this case there's the odd person that probably looks like a nut job to everybody else but actually knows that that's the case like somebody like how jason siegel kind of ends up maybe yeah so it's kind of like i don't know It was good because i like talking about this kind of shit but it's still just like it left me kind of um not hollow but i was like i enjoyed the movie and then like the way that it finished with that being the reveal i was just like oh but now i'm just like thinking about all this stuff that happened in the movie it's like when you watch a time travel movie that But it doesn't strike a perfect balance between explaining some things away and leaving some things open to the imagination. And it kind of like if it doesn't hit that balance, you kind of start analyzing the movie and being like, oh, no, that shit doesn't make sense. You know, even though in its time travel doesn't make sense. But some movies just do it in a way where you're like, oh, right. Of course, that makes sense. This kind of had that it almost almost missed that balance for me where I just was kind of like, I almost was like, "Mm." but now I'm thinking about everything that happened and like scrutinizing it too much, which is just me. I'm not saying that everybody that watches this movie would feel that way. I was just kind of like, but I think it's great, man. I'm, I'm stoked that Netflix is doing shit like this still. Yeah.
0: Have you seen that Brad Pitt thing? War Machine? Yeah.
1: No, I haven't watched it yet. Me either.
0: I kind of want to watch it though. Yeah. So would you recommend this?
1: Yeah, definitely would recommend it.
0: So would I, so would I. I don't I, think I would. I I'm a wouldn't, sucker I wouldn't recommend, for this weird shit, though.
1: If you don't mind spoilers and you just listen to this and haven't seen it, I recommend it. But I think post and outside of this podcast, I wouldn't tell anybody anything about it. I'd just be like, "Yo, you should watch this." Yeah, and then just like go into it without them knowing. Well,
0: you—I mean, you can tell into. them like, "Oh, you know, I, I prove," or the movie's about someone proving there's an afterlife and a bunch of people now
1: wanting to kill themselves. Full stop. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's where I'd end it. But yeah.
1: Uh, I also really like Rooney Mara. I think she should be in way more stuff. Both Mara sisters, I think, are...
0: But I think that it's her choice. Yeah. Right? Like, she could definitely, at this point in her career, be in many more things. Oh, yeah. She should do what she wants. I'm just saying I
1: like watching her in movies. She just opts to do, be in weird stuff. But the first... Okay. When she was in Social Network, this has a sort of minor role as his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And then... Dragon Tattoo. I didn't... I honestly because she had sort of a secondary role in Social Network, I didn't know her name. Like, I didn't... She wasn't, like, a name that I associated with that movie. Yeah. And then I saw Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I did not know it was the same person. And when oh. I found out, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, what? She's fucking amazing. And I thought, not that she didn't get attention for that role, but I was, like, blown away by her performance in that movie. Yeah, yeah. It was, like... It was just incredible. And uh, so I really try to... She's definitely on my list of like, oh, if this movie is Rooney Mara in it, it's probably pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at her uh, her list of movies here. Just to highlight a few of them, we have the two that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We have this one. There's Lion. Mm-hmm. Which I have not yet seen. Um, I'm only mentioning ones that I've seen. Side Effects. Right. Didn't Soderberg. hate that. Soderbergh. Yeah. Uh, Kubo. Oh, yeah. Youth
1: and Revolt. Yeah. Wait, sad. what? Who she No, oh, I haven't watched that movie in a while. Yeah. With Michael Sarah.
0: Um let's see. Oh, she's in her. Apparently.
1: Yeah, she's his uh like ex wife. Well, there you go.
0: Yeah, so not a bad list. And there's a bunch of other movies, but I just I've not seen them, so I can't really comment on whether or not they're good or bad.
1: Yeah, I like all that stuff.
0: Oh shit. She what? was in a sequel to Urban Legends. Whoa. Urban Legends Bloody Mary. Oh, well, that's crazy! We should watch that. Probably. Okay. Oh, uh, did I tell you that Daryl and I watched a, a trailer for Evil Blong versus Gingerbread Man? No. How's it look? Oh, it it looks like something else indeed. Anyway. Maybe we should move on to our, you gotta love it for the week, the Adam Sandler Netflix original, The Cobbler. Now, before we get into this, because I know that you were just primed to say something there, but I just wanted to say that... What, what's that? You want to pause for two seconds? Sure. Okay. So, um, this was a movie that I had done some looking into before we got started, mm-hmm. in that I noticed a lot of people thought it was one of the worst movies on Netflix. And Really? Yeah. And... Incorrect. Well, so here's the thing. I view it like the movie Mordecai starring Johnny Depp. I've not seen it. Yeah. I don't think you've seen it. No. Nope. I don't know anyone who's seen it. But universally, everyone's just like, oh, that movie is obviously garbage. Yeah. It, like even me. I, it, yeah. it, in, in my heart, I feel like, oh, yeah, that's a bad movie for sure. When you hear about this Netflix movie, especially uh, having seen uh, Ridiculous Six... Uh, starring Adam Sandler, you're like, okay, well, he's a shoemaker in New York City. Yeah, this is has to be bad. Has to be bad. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is this is not bad. Because it's not Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler. It's just Adam Sandler as an actor in a like sci fi ish comedy.
1: Yeah. I'd I guess. say more like fantasy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's like not is it it's not even a comedy really it's there's comedic no, it, elements but, see that
1: was, again and this was like just to start it off before we talk about the good things the, my only problem with it was those moments where they kind of tried in- to make it funny tried to make inject adam sandlery stuff into it cuz yeah. like he i thought like in funny people which is a movie that fascinates me because i feel like it's a very uh soul-bearing movie Like there's a lot of comedians in that movie and Judd Apatow, when you listen to him talk about it, like it doesn't feel, you know, he said many times before that movie came out, he was like, this isn't a comedy. Uh, he's like, this is a serious movie about comedians. It's not a comedy movie about comedians, whereas all of his other movies are comedies, right? So a lot of people didn't like that movie but I think it's because they went into it seeing Adam Sandler, Judd Apatow. It's called funny people, Seth Rogen expecting something other than what they got, which is really a pretty depressing beginning to end a pretty depressing, but sort of life affirming, you know, it's yeah. But I was like, shit, man. Like there's a couple instances where you see Adam Sandler and you're like, Oh, like this guy is, is very rich. He's done a lot of movies and yeah. he knows what people like, but he's like not, bad at acting no Uh, you know like he he went and and the beginning of this movie especially had like when he's just kind of the down on his luck you know, cobbler. Bo- board cobbler, New York City, like modern day New York City. and He's kind of like schlubby the way he like dresses and acts, and like
0: yeah, when he's eating he, that sandwich, talking to the girl who yeah.
1: wants him to sign the thing, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, it was great. It just felt like a you're like, oh, this is to- I totally buy this. There was no like over the top hijinks or like facial, you know.
0: I almost thought this was
1: going to be a heavy drama. Hmm. I think it could have been if they. Not heavy, but, like, it could have been more dramatic if they hadn't injected the, like... You know, it, it just kind of... Fe- in some places, it fell into the tropes and, you know, some racial stereotypes and shit that I was just kind of like, ah eh, kind of unnecessary. But overall, conceptually, I thought it, the concept was fucking awesome. hmm You want to talk about that? Yeah. Go for it. So, the concept of the movie is... I don't know if it's based on, like, a, like a Jewish uh, folklore. I mean...
0: I wouldn't be really the one to answer it. It's not something that I've ever heard of, but,
1: Mm. but essentially it opens in like 1903 or something with this group of, uh, it's like the, they're all speaking, uh, Hebrew Yiddish. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, around this table, you know, this darkened table back in the day about like somebody they're having trouble with. And there's this kind of shadowy figure that you, you see after everybody's kind of aired their grievances, And he's like, well, I'm just a cobbler, like I'm just a shoemaker, why'd you come to me? And they're just like, you know, like I don't know this man. And then they put his shoes on the table. And then it just shows this guy working on this stitcher to repair the soles of the shoe. Uh, And his son comes in and he's kind of explaining to his son the story of how like his grandfather helped like a vagrant uh, who had nothing. He invited him off the street, like fed him, provided for him all this stuff. Yeah. and this. It's kind of like the
0: opposite of Beauty and the Beast.
1: Yeah, and this vagrant turned out to be an angel who gifted him this magic stitcher that if you repair... If you stitch a soles on this machine and then wear those shoes, you can inhabit that person's body.
0: So one of the things that I loved, loved about this movie, right? They talk about that whole story. So they they don't talk about the fact that you can inhabit someone's body though, right? In the beginning, they just talk about that it was a stitcher gifted by an angel. Yeah. And then they're like you know, I'm not this guy's shoemaker. Yeah. Right. And they give him a pair of shoes and they're like, you are now. Yeah. And and then you're like, okay, so what's the, what's the big deal? I thought this whole movie was going to take place in like the, you know, past and it was going to be a thing about this guy's shoes or whatever. But then it's not until you really get, I would say at least halfway through the movie before you, that first scene really makes sense. And you're like,
1: Oh fuck. Okay. And so then it flashes forward to modern day. And you kind of piece together pretty quickly on that Adam Sandler is the descendant of this guy. Yeah. You don't really, because there's an, ad, an additional generation disconnect there. Yeah. yeah. You're not, it's not an th- immediate assumption, but you're just like, Oh, okay. Clearly this isn't the kid that that guy was talking to. Cause he'd be like 115 or something, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, they, you know, it just sort of Adam Sandler is just kind of living this unfulfilled life just kind of creeping along. Like his dad is gone. Uh, you know, he kind of, he's out of the picture. He left his mom is sort of slipping into dementia and he, uh, is just owns the shop. It's like fallen to him, the family business. And then a series of events kind of happen where people come in requesting their shoes to be fixed. And also this girl who is trying to like, she's on this, like Degentrification tip and she doesn't want the neighborhood to get taken over by this condo developer right essentially that's the setup and then he discovers this stitcher in his basement that his father left for him and he discovers that when he fixes somebody's shoes and puts them on he turns into that person and uh he can walk in their shoes literally so to speak and you know, it kind of gets him into some trouble, basically. It's a sort of like, you know, with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility kind of story. Right. But yeah, it's a cool concept. And sp- this is a, um, kind of a spoiler, but something that I thought was awesome was at the end when he's like, uh, he, the, under the barbershop, there's like that car. And yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, barbers have always been good friends of shoemakers. Yeah, yeah and he's like oh what really well like that's crazy like t- he says like tell me more or something or like yeah. who el- like who else and he's he's y- like dry cleaners are the enemy yeah yeah and he's just like what what do you mean he's like who oh. it's like very mean very powerful and it just sort of implies that like each trade like each like ancient trade has like one of these almost magical components to it. Like, right. there's the secret sub-layer, right. like, American Gods-esque kind of, like...
0: It could be an ent- entire genre switch as a yeah. sequel or something. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and and I like that they didn't go too much into that. It was just sort of, like, hinted at, and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. So the lore is really, I thought, was was pretty cool and, and pretty unique.
0: So what's interesting, though, is halfway through the movie, I wrote down... It might not, not even halfway, like... Five minutes into the movie when they're talking about pears. Mm-hmm. I write, for whatever reason, I wrote down, is Steve Buscemi dad? Question mark. Yeah.
1: I also, yeah. Yeah. Because he was just like so involved. I thought that, all I, for me, it was one of the pickles things for some reason. I don't even know why because there wasn't any, but it was like very, you know, and then of course, I'd say even before you're halfway, it yeah. becomes very obvious. You're like, oh, there's no way this guy isn't his dad yeah yeah. you know like it's you know he's very like kind of nosy and just looking out for him all the time but like seems very fatherly knows a lot about his dad and you're just like it's got to be him um pretty decent cast steve buscemi dustin hoffman ellen arkin method man (laughs) Yeah, method man uh you trying to think of somebody no, I was just thinking about Method Man for a second. Uh, this shit got real. was a note, I took like when he gets like the graph, when a fucking gets a high heel through his throat. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I didn't didn't see that coming. Also, the fact that you could wear the shoes of a dead man and just still inhabit that body, but like a like dead a, body, a rotting body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were some parts where it was like, ooh, like they could have they could have gone like a dark route with this, you know, yeah, like yeah. Re- really abusing that power, but um yeah i don't know man i enjoyed it a lot more than it's probably the first one of these movies where like the adam sandler netflix movies or just kind of goofy adam sandler movies that are like post his earlier works and now where i was happy to sit through it like ridiculous six i was kind of struggling you know it's like oh i don't maybe i've watched enough of this to talk about it but this movie i was just like oh i i do kind of want to see how this resolves itself right
0: you know what it's kind of like like saying this is the worst movie on Netflix is kind of like saying FDR was the worst world leader of all time. Mm-hmm. Like he's definitely not Hitler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know no well we'll use a more modern mm-hmm. example. George Bush is mm-hmm. the worst world leader of all time. Yeah. He's not the best. No. Like by any stretch of the imagination of the list of all the world leaders that has ever sort of graced the world, he's mm-hmm. definitely not the best. But like He's probably better than the one we've got now. Yeah. You know? So, yeah.
1: I say we, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not... It's not even close to the Yeah, worst.
1: you should definitely watch this movie, I would say. Yeah. You know? It,
0: I, even if... Especially if you don't like Adam Sandler movies. Mm. Yeah. I would say watch this movie.
1: There's, uh, there's one part that I thought was pretty good with The Police, where he... Oh, oh. reports the murder. He wants to turn himself in. He wants to turn himself in. And like the way that that whole sequence unfolded, like that's kind of more how I wish the more of the humor had been instead of like the almost physical gag comedy, because that was like more like is another, we've talked about this a lot in the last couple episodes. episodes, because there's a situation where like there are people that are normal people that are not privy to any of this crazy stuff that's happening. And when right. they have a normal reaction to somebody that is involved in this world, that yeah. is like a type of comedy that like, you know, can frequently be pretty hilarious. And this was like right. a good example of it's like in Dirk gently, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Although at one point kind of any of the characters that think it's weird are kind of eliminated from the main storytelling. So it just becomes all crazy people like around for like the last four episodes, which is okay. kind of weird. But, uh, Yeah. So it kind of grounds it a little bit. And like he walks in and he's like, oh yeah, I want to report a crime. And the guy's just kind of like, okay, like what kind of crime? And he's like, uh, a murder. And he's just like, okay. And he's just like, yeah, like he wants to turn himself in, but the process seems fairly like they're like, okay, they're going through the motions. And then when they're interviewing him and he's telling the story like exactly as it is, he's just like, yeah. And you say the murder weapon was, and he's just like, uh. Like a, because he knows so much about stool, uh, a stool. He knows so much about shoes. Yeah. He describes it in such vivid detail that it seems like he is like a crazy guy that murdered. He's like, oh yeah, it's like a, it was like a four inch heel with reinforced something something blah blah blah. You know, like steel steel tip. And the guy's just kind of slowly nodding, writing everything down. Clearly very suspicious. Yeah. (laughs) That whole sequence I thought was pretty funny. And it was just like, and then they take him to the they they take him to the scene of the crime, and it was just like how everybody was reacting was pretty good. But um, yeah, I also, I wonder
0: sometimes though, if, if we talk about this pretty much every episode, but like, is my barometer for a bad movie screwed up? And I think, no, it's gotten, it's gotten a (laughs) little wider, right? It's gotten a little wider. Yeah. But
1: there's certain, there's definitely movies where we've watched and we're just like, I can't
0: do this. Yeah.
1: Like, Like, the fucking last episode that we did yeah what was the movie i can't i blocked it out of my memory yeah
0: me too i was i was i was was mentioning it without mentioning it hoping that you would bring up the name of the movie because i couldn't remember what it was but i just remember it being so bad and i remember like goading you and being like no just don't worry it'll pay itself off in the end oh man oh my boss's daughter oh yeah
1: right (laughs) oh jesus christ yeah so no, I think it's just... I think, honestly, we've just kind of taught ourselves to, like, look for the good in things. Yeah. Generally. Just, like, well, as a
0: general rule and, like... So, I think for the next episode, we should do Mordecai.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: You know, I think it's about time. We're yeah. we're enough episodes deep that we can have, like, a pretty objective view on what, what bad and good is,
1: really. Yeah, I think so, too. But this was... Go- I don't know. I would recommend people check this movie out. It's not... Again, like... You know, not a lot of the hit, not a lot of the you got to love it's we've watched that we're like, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, we even if we loved it. They're not things that I would like run out onto the street and be like you have to watch this the same way that we are about Hidden Gems, which I think is sure. to be expected. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if you are listening to the podcast and you understand the view, where we're coming from and yeah. what the podcast is about, yeah, why not? You know, why not watch it? Well, you know, it's I not like a
0: there are certain people that would enjoy this movie. Probably, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not out of the question. It's not one of these movies where it's like, oh, there's all this bad shit, but here's some stuff that I liked about it. Yeah. It's a movie that you're like, yeah, this isn't a bad movie Yeah, in general, you know? Yeah. There's more to like about it than dislike, I would say. You know, sure. like there's that one scene where he's like a zombie and the kid yeah. faints or whatever. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Those were the parts where they like injected a little too much. Like they were like, oh, this is what people like, right? It's yeah. like, I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got a bunch of more movies coming down
0: the pipe, Brent.
1: Right? Yeah. I would like to see another serious. Yeah. Another funny. I like Punch Drunk,
0: Punch Drunk Love as well. Yeah. Say that's that mattress man. Anyway, um, yeah. So recommendations
1: for the week? I'm gonna recommend a band by the name The Dirty Nil. Oh yeah. Uh, Canada's own. Canada Hamilton's own. The yeah. Dirty Nil rock band like a hard rock some might call them punk but i've heard that they don't like being labeled punk we'll just say hard rock and roll but if you like bands like the flatliners that are kind of now similar maybe started off with more ska infused roots but are just kind of like aggressive loud party music uh they're amazing i I drove to hamilton to see that kicked they kicked off a tour with the flatliners and another band called sam coffee and the iron lungs and uh, they fucking blew my mind. So Sweet. maybe we can cue up either "No Weaknesses" or "Fucking Up Young," because those are hard to not want to just scream along to. Just great, great live band. If you have a chance to see them live, definitely do it. Uh, cool. And that's my record.
0: My recommendation to kind of keep on the just Jason Segel train that we uh, kind of started with the beginning of the show. Is oh, I Met Your Mother? Yes. I don't know if people have ever seen that. It uh, could be, you know, fairly hidden. It's about a guy named Ted Mosby. And it's about how he didn't meet their mother. Wait, are you serious
1: right now? Is that your record? No. Okay. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really were carrying that a lot further <laughs> than I expected you to and you were doing it with a totally straight face for people that are just listening to our voices. I was just like, uh, okay.
0: No, my my recommendation is a film called End of Tour. Mm, yeah. Uh which is Jason Segel and um guy from social network. What's his name? Uh You know what I'm talking about.
1: The main guy. <laughs> I know. I just had a brain fart. I was hoping that you would. <laughs> I can't believe I had a brain fart. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg nailed it. Um, and it's
0: about the writer of the Infinite Jest. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know that book, there's all sorts of stuff surrounding it. I mean, he killed himself not long after this end of tour. It's about it's about a writer meeting up with this. Uh, sorry. Uh, the writer, uh, like a um, a writer for a magazine meeting like up and a interviewing a journalist perfect yeah meeting up and interviewing the writer of The Infinite Jest and cuz it's become like a phenomenon and you know learning about him and the entire movie is based on the tapes that this guy recorded and his recollection of the situations and is a true story based on a true story have you read the book The Infinite Jest yeah. no it's like the longest fucking thing in the world i should read it
1: yeah i also have not read it
0: but um, yeah check out the movie it is some some like great A acting uh, it you know it's one of those things it's like probably Oscar bait or whatever but not a lot of people end up seeing it right. ultimately right so but yeah check it out check it out cool oh, we,
1: any, do we have any hidden gems queued up or cause we're watching Mordecai for the you gotta love it but. yeah I was just gonna ask you if you have any ideas No, I don't have any ideas.
0: All right, well, the hidden gem will be a secret then. Uh, But you gotta love it. Will be Johnny Depp's Mortal. All right, well, uh, until next week, friends. I say.